to another episode of Stories of the Century. What are we going to need to do to get started on this episode? I think we're going to need some words from our listeners. All right, words from our listeners. Let's just get in the word bag. Here I am in the word bag, and I have found a piece of paper with a word on it. And the word is earrings. And who gave us earrings, George? Sharon Stroud. Thank you very much, Sharon, for that Thank contribution. Thank you, Sharon. And uh, I guess we need another we word. We do need another word. Oh, my turn, my turn. In the bag, girl. And this word is parasol from Tim Gillian. Yeah, all and right. Jared gets to pick our opening line. Ooh, Jared gets to pick the opening line out of the bag of lines. Try not to mess this up. All right. Don't look at it yet. Because we haven't started. Okay, then. The glamorous and high-rise Century Building has many stories, and this is one of them. These are Stories of the Century. Dramatized for your listening pleasure by The Spontaniacs. The Spontaniacs, America's finest improv troupe, makes you laugh up to 20% more than the leading improv brand. Here's improv brand A, surly, off-putting, constantly denying. Hey, Cheryl. My name's not Cheryl! Ow! Improv brand A makes children cry. But here's the Spontaniacs. Hilarious, witty, classically trained. We're funny. The Spontaniacs fills children's hearts with joy. <laughs> and don't worry, Mom and Dad. The Spontaniacs are educational, too. Daddy, what's a Brazilian strip? The Spontaniacs, funnier than you'll ever be. The Spontaniacs are not licensed by any political, ethical, or moral group and have no gender or religious affiliation. Side effects may include gagging, hearing, side stitches, nausea, and incontinence. Any or all of these type of as a result of Spontaniacs encounters. See a physician for more details. Remember the Russian pause at every Spontaniacs show. Spontaniacs in mirror may be closer to And now, our next episode. The Great Dolly, Volley, Folly. You're right, Christine. The middle of our foyer is certainly no place for the sofa. Why, I very nearly fell over it here in our luxurious celebrity movie star home. Located on the eighth story of this, the opulent Century Building. I'm so sorry, Bruce. Darling husband. You know I'd gladly have offered to lend a hand moving it out of the way, but as you're aware, I have no arms. Yes, and without them, your hands can't reach very far. But tell me, Christine, isn't this our old sleeper sofa that we sold to Mr. and Mrs. Jabberwitz on the 18th story of this, the opulent century building? It is, but Mr. Jabberwitz returned it. Now that he's a widower, he said he's happy to go back to sleeping in his bed once again and won't be needing it after all. Ah, the poor, poor man. What a burden of grief he must bear. Did he say if he stopped payment on the check he wrote us? Why, no, he didn't. Oh, good. Let's hurry and cash it before he does. He'd probably just want to use the money to help pay for his wife's funeral anyway. <laughs> well, at least the soap is out of the way now, but something about it still doesn't look right. <gasps> it's lumpy! 
Why, Bruce, I think there's something under the cushions. Hmm, nothing here. It must be the mattress. I'll pull the bed out and see. Stand back, Christine. Christine, darling, calm yourself. It is, in fact, a life-sized, inflatable doll that looks like you. <gasps> Why, that's hideous! And look, it's wearing my favorite earrings! <laughs> Imagine Mr. Jebowitz owning such a disgusting thing and hiding it in the sofa like that! Well, actually, it's not his... It's... it's mine. What?! Well, I, I happened upon it in an adult bookstore where I frequently stop for uh, directions, and uh, apparently they're very popular with fans of your latest movie, the one where you play the concert pianist. Anyway, I must have forgotten that I'd left it in the sleeper sofa, and that's where Jabberwitz found it. <sighs> the dummy could at least have deflated it after he had... Um, oh! Repulsive. Well, not entirely. The company agreed to start paying us royalties for the use of your likeness. It's appalling enough thinking of Mr. Jabberwitz with that, that thing. But you, Bruce? <laughs> you're right, darling, and I'm sorry. It's just that I get so lonely when you're away visiting your late mother. Ooh, um, uh... Oh, it's not that I begrudge you your frequent trips... But you're gone for such a long time. Oh. And, after all, I am a man of very large appetites. And you know how hard it can get, being without you. Hello? What afternoon it is, I, Leonard Leroy, stopping by here to handy dance porno shop on the 69th story of this opulent century building. Hey, Mr. Leroy, welcome to Handy Dance, the finest adult shop on the 69th story of this the opulent century building. Uh, what can I help you find here? Any of our adult periodicals or toys or any other supplements to your private life, Mr. Leroy? Oh, no, well, now, maybe. Look, I'll tell you what, Dan, I... I'm uh, wondering if you have a blow-up doll like my starlet Christine. Oh, you know the Christine one with no arms. Oh boy, uh, Miss Leroy, I gotta tell you, that's a very hot seller. You're not out of them, are you? Well, I don't know. I'm gonna have to check the inventory. Hang on, let me go over here. Where's the dolls here? Let me see. Oh, oh, look at that there. I got lots of Monique du fromage. You want one of those? Well, it's got special instructions. You know, you can't inflate it all the way. You want it nice and wrinkly, so it looks like the real Madame du fromage. But nobody seems to want those. So if you want that, I got those on clearance right now. Oh, look, there it is. I see it in the Right there, there's one Christine doll left. Look at that. Isn't she a beauty? Oh, this is Beautiful nice. face, nice fake hair, and no arms. Oh, this is <laughs> great. I don't suppose that you could deflate her and put her in a sack for me. I hate to be walking around the Century Building with a Christine doll. I've got to go home to my wife later this evening. Certainly, Mr. Leroy. Most of my customers like to try before you buy, but I can deflate her for you. Hang on here. Stand on this. Oh, careful there. Yeah, don't stand on her there. That's going to be important. 
Oh, there you go. Okay. okay. She's all flattened out. Very good. Roll her up there and put her in a sack, and I may need by to get some more uh, props for my upcoming show. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Mr. Leroy. Bye-bye. J'écoute votre conversation avec Leonard. Uh, Monique, uh, uh, have you been here the entire time? I was standing with my dolls. Oh, I see. I, uh... I heard your conversation with Leonard Leroy and that you have sold every Christine doll, but you have not sold any of these beautiful Monique dolls that are dressed like I am in this very modern girdle. Oh, and you've been standing next to these dolls the entire time, dressed just like them, looking just as wrinkled. I mean, uh, as deflated. I mean, just looking very similar to your dolls. And, oh, you heard everything, huh? Yes. And I want you to do something about the sales of my dolls. Uh, uh, Monique, what do you expect me to do here? I mean, uh, it's supply and demand. I mean, it's it's basic economic principles, you know? I mean, people don't want it, they're not going to buy it. They want the Christine doll. They don't want yours so much. When you make it so that they want the doll... Well, uh, I don't know. I've tried everything I could do, uh, unless I, uh, unless I came up with some new innovation. Wait a minute. What if these dolls could talk? Mon Dieu. So if you had a doll that could talk like me, you would have a big seller. I am Absolutely certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though they don't look that great, they'd be so innovative and new. People would go crazy for it. Just imagine if I put in a device that could play your voice. Like this old gramophone over here. You see? And I'll just put the little speaker horn to the back of the head right inside there. And you can see it's right behind the wide open mouth. And we'd have like little lines of dialogue that would come out of it. People would turn it on and the voice would come out of this wide open mouth. Uh, wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, what if I could say phrases such as... I am a naughty, naughty girl. And I must be spanked. Spank me hard. Thank you, Daddy. Oh my god, Monique. That was so good. That was so sexy. Was that good? I've got a transcription disc in the back. Let's go in the back office and we'll do some recording. All right. Let's record some lines. All right, let's go. Christine, darling, as promised, I've deflated the doll and disposed of it. Oh, thank you, dear, dear Bruce. And your favorite earrings have been returned to your jewelry case. Thank you. <laughs> so long as you're happy. Uh-huh. Hi, Rick. Hi, Christine. Oh, good. Another one. My favorite star and starlet. <laughs> Well, thank you, Mr. Leroy. However, it's Bruce. Oh, sorry. Rick was the character he played in the movie he was in for me. I only think of him as Brick. <laughs> well, since you're already inside, I won't bother to invite you in. Look, Bruce, I was just wondering if I could have a brief word with you alone for a moment. I've brought something here, and I thought you would be interested. Oh, well, all right. You know, it's raining outside, so I brought my parasol. Oh, has it been raining out in the hall again? Well, we've had a little bit of a problem with the... Uh, sprinkler system. Sprinkler system, you are correct, Bruce. So, here, Christine, will you take this parasol? <laughs> you know I have no arms! Well, here, then. Just hold it between your legs for a while, and I'll get right back to you. It's a little damp, but don't let that weather you. Um, whatever you say. <laughs> all right, well, speaking of drinks... 
Is it too early to start? Well, not according to your breath. Are you sure it's a good idea, though, while you're still recovering from your amnesia that we read about in the newspaper? <laughs> you know, I don't remember a thing about Dark Preston's murder. Well, at least you haven't forgotten what day of the week I restock our liquor cabinet. But let's set that aside and let me show you what I have here that I think you are going to be in love with. <laughs> Oh, you bought one of those. And how characteristically couth of you to come to my home to show me an inflatable doll that looks like my wife. Oh, well, sure. But I don't think inflating it in here would be the best idea. After all, Christine might come waddling in at any moment with the parasol between her legs and might object. So let's just put this back in here, shall we? Well, that's a good point. Look, Bruce, I, I'd like to... I'd like to get some jewelry on my blow-up doll, Bruce, and I know you have some very nice things here from the last movie you were in where you played the singer. Oh, well, why not? As a matter of fact, I think I have the perfect pair of earrings in mind. If you'll just follow me to Christine's bedroom, I'll get them for you. Okay. Here we are. Ooh, it's dark in here. Should we turn on a light? Oh, I don't need it. I'm faster at finding what I want in the dark anyway. Oh. Here's Christine's favorite jewelry box. I'll just slide out this little drawer. Ooh, those earrings look nice. I can see them sparkling even in the dark. Ah, well, you've spotted the very ones I had in mind. You think I can put those on this blow-up doll that I have here? Oh, absolutely. They're a bit exotic, though. Tell me, have you ever used pierced earrings before? I'm sorry to tell you, but no? Oh, well, don't worry. It's a very simple two-step process. I'll explain it to you. All right. When you get these home, oh. the first step is to pinch this little piece of metal like so and pull it off. Oh. Exposing that nice, sharp point. You see that? Oh. Now you come to the second and final step. What is that? Simply to stick it. Join us again next time for another opulent episode of Stories of the Century. The preceding is a production of the Spontaniacs, all rights reserved to duplication in part or in whole without express permission from the Spontaniacs as a violation of applicable laws and subject to punishment as prescribed by statute up to and including fine and or imprisonment without regard to race, color, creed, or gender as relinquished in a fully developed treatise on the cacophony of post nouveau renaissance transdermal liquidity as pertains to the hypotenuse or right isosceles triangulated metamorphosis trajectory and its adjutant sequiturs. My gosh, I said all that without taking a breath. <sighs>